Welcome to Basic Snitches! Hello! I'm Adam. I'm Tara. I'm Brian. Oh yeah, this one. We found him. Yep. We found him just hanging out, you know. I'm the sexy man from the street who costs far too much money for you. Yeah, Tara brought him over. I was was like, like, "Mm, I got a new job, I can afford this now. (laughs) I can afford a man. Actually, we're not even at the Basic Snitches compound today. We are at Brian's house. We're at a satellite. (laughs) We're at our satellite office right now. No, it's a satellite. Oh, it is? <laughs> I like your place. It's called... Right? We're like, but we like it here. Yeah. Oh, good. Then it's a happy life. It, it ha- happy life. <laughs> Guys, I'm not drunk. Maybe that's the problem. That's fair. Hey, I offered you one. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You know, if your liquor wasn't low, I would be like, can I have some whiskey? No, no, no. Literally, I just meant low as in I don't have, like, rum and vodka. I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. No. But literally, I don't drink whiskey, so. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I might do some of that. Help yourself. But for now, we are discussing chapter 29. Career advice. Here's the thing. I'm the Order of the Phoenix. You're discussing... Tara and I are just going to cut on it. Oh, good. So it's like those two episodes. Tara's like, I had to be like the MC a couple of times ago when I was with Victoria and Dan. So now it's your turn. You had a turn. Back in Chamber Secrets when I had to do the episode. Was it that long ago? Yeah. 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 It was right before the pandemic. And now it's starting to like break up. Hopefully. Hopefully. So this is fun because Tara and... Brian are wedged into the love seat. I have the whole couch to myself. That's fitting. Because mm-hmm. I don't like people around me. Exactly. And I like Tara all around. And I am all around. <laughs> oh my god! Tara made a joke. You know, <laughs> if you listen to our Patreon exclusive for this week, you'll hear her be like, I'm not good at this. No, I'm not funny. <laughs> and then we were all good at it. So... Maybe we needed that warm-up exercise. And on the subject of Patreon. Here are our Patreon subscribers. As always, thank you to Ashley Bryan, who you just heard. Brittany, Layla, Marybeth, Megan, Meredith, Nisi, Nicole, Olivia, and Raph for supporting us. You can join that list. And it has kind of been a while since we have gotten somebody new. So come on, who's going to be our next... Patreon friend. If you go to patreon.com slash basic snitches, you can sign up for three to ten dollars a month to get exclusive content recognized in every episode and so much more depending on which tier you sign up with. This week our exclusive is playing a new game that we kind of teased in the past but we never really did. It's super fun. Like I just said, Tara does great. We all do great. And in addition, another way that you can support us and get a little bit of something for yourself to help promote your love of Basic Snitches, you can also get merch at our website at basicsnitches.com. I heard my name. <laughs> Who won and lost the last chapter? <laughs> Winner loser chapter 28. Any guesses? Uh, what remind me which chapter yeah. that is. Snape's worst memory. Jane, I think, is the loser. Okay. And then mm. the winner... Oh, what else happens? Let's just say it's Lily. Neither of those is correct. Okay. Oh. But that's okay. <laughs> the loser of the chapter, because she exists, is Umbridge. Okay. But the winner... Zip! Of the chapter, our friend George. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Then you busted on some fireworks, doing some great shit. Yes, a nice precursor to this chapter. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of that. Who wrote it 
wrote a thing and who's I wrote a thing and I sent it to Brian. Ah! It's my turn now. I did not check it after I wrote it that I wrote it. Same with mine that I wrote for you. We're doing great. I never check mine. Never. I'm just that like, makes me feel great. better because I, I like obsess over them and I still fuck things up. So you know, no, this shows you doesn't matter. Is basic snitches, not we check our work. <clears throat> Thank you. Every time I write a thing, I just kind of start it and I'm like, God, this isn't gonna be funny. This is just gonna be like factual. Here's what happens, and then I'll like start thinking of jokes just as I'm typing, and I'm like, I'm so funny. <clears throat> That's what I do. That's what I do. I make it as filthy as possible. Someone else has to read this. Let's see how many times. I basically I can just throw in as much of like my sarcasm as I possibly can, and I'm like, okay, there we go. It has some my sarcasm. Name. Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. Chapter twenty nine. Career advice. Harry lies about why he's not doing occlumency anymore. Then he broods a lot about learning that his dad was a dick. Quenjinny can tell something's wrong and assumes that, she, that he's still upset about Cho, but Harry admits he just wants to be able to talk to Sirius. It's time for career advice, and 15-year-olds are supposed to know what the fuck they want to do with the rest of their lives and then make a plan with their head of house. Because she's the fucking worst! Pink bitch attends Harry's meet with, with McGuh, and the session turns into a debate over Harry's capabilities of becoming an Auror, and McGuh fucking owns the troll. Then later, the twins set off a distraction so Harry can talk to Sirius through Umbitch's fire, where he gets very little closure on the matter, but is maybe cheered afterwards by watching Fred and George drop out of school in the most epic way possible. It is pretty epic. You have summoned all the demons for that worst. It showed up out of the little sound thing. It was like Sarah Price done apparated into the room. Because it went Because she's the worst. (laughs) So career advice. Hermione. She really doesn't know how to mind her business in this chapter. No. She's not bad, but she's not great in these couple chapters. Ding dong, baby. Good intentions, but just doesn't do them well. Yeah. It starts off with, hey, Harry, are you going to act them and see? I'm your mother now. Uh, Well, no, I actually don't have to do it anymore, which is a lie. It's a lie. But then, well, you really should. I think it's the best thing for you. Bitch, calm down. You haven't even been there. That's the other thing, is that there are a lot of people who have a lot to say about Harry doing occlumency who are not experiencing it the way he was experiencing it. Right. Because Snape was not teaching him anything. Snape was not doing his job. The other big thing that comes up, too, and I think it's a little bit later, but the Cho thing. He starts sticking up for Cho. Actually, hold on. What exactly happened? <laughs> well, it's not sticking up for Cho she's... necessarily. She just says, "I saw Cho earlier." Oh yeah, and, she's and like, she looked really miserable too. She's have like, you had you a row again? Yeah, a row. Like, Sorry. stop looking for context clues and trying to blame Mary for stuff right now. I'm just not going through it. I understand the whole, you know, I'm your friend. I want to show you that I'm supportive here. But she doesn't ask, is everything okay? She said, did you guys have a fight? Not that you should be anti-Cho, Hermione, because I appreciate she's a human being with a lot of feelings, but don't like the way she approaches it. Like, why? Harry's your friend. Ask him if he's okay. Instead, she's like, "Mm, I want to know your business. Cho looks upset. Did you have anything to do with it? That's what it was like. Yeah, and that's really not very cool. Hermione is so much smarter and so much more mature than these boys in most ways. But sometimes she doesn't get it. And she's a kid too, so fine. Not loving this part. It's been a trend this whole book. Alas, we've already talked many times about how it's a low point for Hermione. I mean, it does come (laughs) up a lot more later too when it comes to like going into Umbridge's office. Which, I'll get more into it later, but I do kind of agree a little bit more when we get to that point. But it is persistent. 
extent, too. Are you talking about, about Hermione's reaction to that? Yeah. yeah. A huge part of this before Ginny is like, what's up? And then he admits to her he wants to talk to Sirius. Is a lot of Harry just like brooding on the memory of what he saw. And he doesn't tell Ron and Hermione what he sees. I feel really bad for him, honestly, because he had this vision that his dad and Sirius were like Fred and George, not... Mm-hmm. Not like Draco. They're very much like Draco. That's a disappointment for him because everyone has told him that he's like his dad and he's very proud of that, whatever, because... He doesn't know to not be. Yeah. I never even thought about it until I reread it now. How heartbreaking and, like, traumatizing that could be. It's bad enough, like, you don't know your father. You never actually got right. to know him. You literally only know him through what people have told you about him. And he had always been told these wonderful things. So he had this beautiful vision of who his father was as this incredible person. And then he literally witnesses the opposite of that in his dad. Here is something that I said in the last episode that I kind of stand by a little bit more now. And that is that we do see it through the lens of Snape. He does bring up things like, well, Hagrid said this about Yeah, because that's what he had been told before. Yeah. And so and he's getting the opposite angle, really? Yeah. Sure, <laughs> Sirius actually like patches it up a little bit later when they do have that firehead conversation. Sure. I think after reading this, it really made me realize and kind of cement in the thought that it's through the lens of Snape. You know, there's some tertiary details in there as well about things that the Marauders said and things of that nature. So I almost think that it's Snape's memory making it worse, maybe? I mean, Snape's memory does make it worse, but that's because Snape remembered it that way. And dear God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but that was obviously a traumatizing thing for Snape. The whole process of it, that his worst memory, yes, we learned down the road, was actually that point because that's where he and Lily just kind of like ended their friendship is, you know, when he calls her a mudblood. And Harry doesn't realize the significance of that because he's so focused on what his dad is doing because that is traumatizing for Harry to see his dad being so horrible to Snape, who treats Harry like shit. And Harry's kind of seeing this reasoning. Again, he doesn't deserve Snape treating him like crap, but this was a traumatizing thing for Snape. He was hung upside down in front of people, exposed to people. It was a horrible memory, all of it. Not just the traumatizing moment in which his friendship with his best friend ended, but like the whole thing. And he wants to keep that whole thing to himself. And so it is, yeah, coming from Snape. So it is going to be worse. I don't think Snape has colored the memory with like, I also hate him, so it's going to feel worse. I think it's a real memory. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that like what happened was not as bad as it was. But some of the details, like we know that Snape thinks that James is completely full of himself. Some of those moments, I hate how it's written, but the way that James is just like pompously throwing up the snitch and fucking Pettigrew's like, oh my God, how wonderful. I was like, I would not want to be around those people at all. It feels like almost cartoony. And so Uh, I wonder if that's the kind of stuff that is maybe exaggerated through Snape's lens. Right. You know, so I don't necessarily think it was quite as bad But I still think it was bad. I think the biggest thing that made me think that was, oh, Hagrid also said this about James. Sirius can say stuff all he wants. Sirius was there too. And later on where they're like, we were 15. We were assholes. All 15 year olds are assholes. And Harry's like, I'm 15. You have gone through much different things Mm -hmm. at this point too, you know? So, and there, I have some more details about that when we get there, but I do think that was through that perspective. At the end of the day, what Brian said about like, you never got to know your dad. You get to witness this. 
and there's no one to talk to, so... I think that's extra hard. It's not like you can go talk to anyone. And even if he were, like, closer with Professor McGonagall, Pink Bitch be like, you can't talk to your professors. You're just children on your own. This whole time at Hogwarts, in which they are not allowed to interact with their families about anything that's going to be private, because they can't send letters, they can't go to their professors for any kind of advice, they can't have adult interaction that is not education. That is really horrible. Like, think about however many hundreds of students were at Hogwarts, you think none of them are having emotional crises or whatever? Especially in this situation. In this situation especially, but even before that. Yeah, and when I was reading it, I do still kind of believe this. This feels like, and we're not quite to that big moment when they go to find the Philosopher's Stone or when we go into the Chamber of Secrets or any of that. We're not quite there yet. Him going into Umbridge's office like this did sort of give some of that energy. I was like, are the stakes really that high? Sure, it's something that he really needs in that moment, and I think it has to do with the overall atmosphere of the book. Everything is so dire, so some of his concerns about his dad are a little bit more at the surface, and he really, really needs that support. You know, he doesn't obviously share with Ron and Hermione why he wants to speak to Sirius. There's a lot of that, like, holding on to this stuff in a private place that, again, he has no release for that. Mm-hmm. He even has a point in the chapter where he's, like, thinking, oh, maybe this is something we can just talk about over the summer. But his peace of mind is important. He's about to take important exams. He's supposed to be clearing his mind so Voldemort can't get in there, which is a whole other thing because, again, you're a student and your life is crazy. None of us can clear our minds before bed, can we? Like, come on. I mean, I do. Okay. With medication, sure. Whatever. Do you do, like, uh, meditation? If you've noticed, at Hogwarts, they don't get any kind of guidance in those areas. And they they should. They just throw you into occlumency with the teacher that hates your fucking guts and screams at you and doesn't teach you things. And not that I need to, like, repeat it, but, like, the whole meditation thing is crucial, I think, in these... Well, and I don't understand how that's not a branch of magic. Like, that yeah. there's not, like, a meditation. But also, I mean, like, that like should intro. have... Yeah. That especially should have been intro to occlumency. Oh. Right. <laughs> Meditate. I even said previously, like, occlumency is maybe something that they should learn in their first year. Like, everybody. As we learn in Fantastic Beasts with Queenie, that some people have that natural legilimens. Their brain is just flooded with other people's thoughts. Right. So, is she the only one in the world? What if there's a student there? Who's like now just seen into everyone's brains. Like maybe we should learn how to block ourselves from that. So that that six year who can do that isn't reading my mind when we're taking testers. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole system is so very broken. But I just want to say how much I appreciate Ginny. She's so great. Mm-hmm. So Ginny brings him the egg. Yes. Egg. And that's why he has the lump in his throat. Eggies. He had a lump in his throat and he couldn't figure out why. It's because of egg. And egg is traumatizing. So that's really great. But she, like, doesn't push him. She's just like, you could talk to Cho. And and he's like, no, it's not about Cho. And she, instead of just being like, she's not thrown off because they are talking about Cho and she still see her in love with him or anything like she's just mm-hmm. she's handling him as a friend in a not bossy way like Hermione yeah. does no she's really which is why he's not chapter. resistant there's a little bit of the positive thinking manifestation thing here too and the whole chocolate all of that that's a good thing to kind of fold in here when he is thinking about things like Snape's worst memory at first when Madame Pince was popping off I was like holy shit but it's like okay I get it there's all these books in here no no okay it's I, also a this was something I was gonna mention it's not like this is the fifth time you've told them this you have chocolate and it says like 
She whipped out her wand and the books and bag and ink bottle got she got him to chase them out, whacking them repeatedly on the head as they That's go. That's a bit much. That's violent. Because they had a piece of chocolate in the library. Like, yeah. bitch, calm down. Just be like, you need to take that out of here. Also, I'm going to attack you now, because that's what I did. Yeah. The way she's she handled it was not good. But she's the worst. I come on now. The worst. We okay. got other candidates in this book. <laughs> Chocolate, when it's around all these ancient books, sure, I get it. So she did get a little bit spicy. But I kind of like how they are in this lighter place as they're leaving. I imagine her and Harry just having a nice friendship moment through yeah. all of that. After that, we do learn about the chapter title, which is clear <laughs> There is a major dick measuring contest in which there is no contest. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say, and I completely agree... 15 is a little young, but the fact that the career that they choose is based on their owls and their newts, I get it a little bit more. There's no college, etc. Okay, that's cool that they're in these testing phases and it does directly apply to that. It's still young. It would be great if they were still, you know, these seven years focused on just basic magic skills and maybe building up to that. But I feel like those owls in the newt should maybe be like, and we can talk about this more in our curriculum episode, but maybe those are like the SAT. And then there's some apprenticeship or something after right. that. Because it is a good structure, but it's still a little early. I think I can speak for most everyone. I did better in college than I did in high school. You know, and if I'm thinking about like when I'm 15 and whatever my chemistry grade was when I was 15 and then I like went to college and my college chemistry courses were better. If I don't get the top grade in potions, I can't do the thing I want to do. That's very limiting for a 15 year old. Mm -hmm. There are doctors who did not do amazingly in like freshman biology in high school because it was fucking freshman biology in high school. By their senior year of high school and they decide they're going to be a doctor and they go and start all of their like pre-med stuff. I don't care anyone that Snape is not a good teacher. I don't care what people want to say about Half-Blood Prince, but that's a whole different story. But some of these are not good teachers. I see two sides of the coin. Most of my job involves math now. The last math class I took at my college at Baldwin-Wallace was college algebra and it was horrible because the teacher was horrible. And I had to retake it at a community college and I got an A-. minus. So there's something to be said at that. Like, it really does focus on the teacher. And we're all different learners. That too. Now, I did say something like this in a past episode, and I kind of get this too, but if one of your dreams, let's say, is to be this specific thing, but you're just not getting it, there's something to be said to be like, you know what, maybe this is not the right path. But not getting it versus not doing amazingly at it are different things. Like, Snape is like, you have to be a top student. And at that age. What does that mean? You know, we already know he's a very tough grader. Like, he just fucking gives Harry zeros when he feels like it. Oh, I erased your potion. Like, that kind of shit. And these unfair teachers are the ones determining that. Any professor who's requiring you to, like, get an O to be in their class, like, the next time, there needs to be some sort of discussion between that professor and your head of house if you are the next level down. Because Harry is actually a good potion student when he's allowed to fucking turn in this stuff prior to sixth year. It's kind of hinted at throughout the series. He's not an idiot. Like, when he is distracted and fucks up in potions, it's because he's distracted and because Snape has belittled him or he's angry. If he ever has a day that he can just fucking come to class and focus like he would in charms or herbology, he's probably fine. 
there's two other things with this too. One, you're expected to master a subject basically in five years when you're that young. I mean, you could very well make the comparison that children who are younger have a better chance of like picking up a foreign language. But at the same time, like you said, everyone learns differently. The other thing to keep in mind here are professors at this school have weird ways of grading their kids. People have vendettas. People do have that Actually, this is probably what I was referencing. It's Trelawney. Yeah, either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. Those are the types of things that you cannot believe when you're a teacher because it creates this completely uneven playing field. Yeah. Whereas you see people like Flitwick and Sprout and McGonagall and Lupin who have that teaching mentality as well. It's very like uneven, which makes this whole career advice thing at 15 really problematic. I mean, I don't know who's going in to plan their Defense Against the Dark Arts shit, what that looks like for these students mm -hmm. when they have their bitching match over Harry's Defense against the dark arts grades mcgonagall's like he's fucking great at this and um bitch is like no actually he's terrible this is one year with a not great teacher who's literally 97 percent of her life is actually just a ploy to get rid of harry last year and all the other years before harry's very good at this subject so who gets to determine that he's the top student in defense against the dark arts going into fifth year and suddenly even though the actual subject matter in which the things you would need and on his owl he's obviously gonna do amazing but um bitch gonna be like Actually, no. How does that affect his grade? I like the Owls and Newts thing and how it does impact things, but the other circumstances at play here just don't. That, I think, is what it boils down to. It's a great structure, but the structure is amid this other circumstance that just yeah. sucks. The other thought that I had, there was, I forget what career it was, but it was one of the careers that Hermione mentioned where she was like, oh, you have to have OWLs and arithmancy for this. Banker. Okay, what if when I was in third year, I didn't think that I would want to take arithmancy, not knowing mm -hmm. that, that, like, I have to take arithmancy to have this career. Well, and like, when you're 13, you're not thinking about your career. Exactly. Wait, so you're saying to have this career that I think that I might actually enjoy, I had to have picked to be in this class two years ago? Right now, I could go back to school to decide to be whatever the fuck I want. Right. Do these kids have this option? Right, right, that's true. You know, if I wanted to be a nurse, then I could go to nursing school. I wonder if there was just something when they're picking their own electives you know Hermione was open and said you know I'll take everything because I don't know what I want right, to do. Right but be. then she, she couldn't because it's impossible. I mean obviously mm. she then realized okay divination definitely isn't for me whatever career requires that bite but I gotta think that something happened that wasn't in these pages that was like while you are choosing these these are the classes that will be helpful if you choose these specific right. careers. Because otherwise, that is a really good point. You're, You're stuck. setting yourself up for failure without knowing it. My question is, out of the three that they talk about, which one would you prefer? The three jobs? Yeah, it was banker, it was healer, and it was muggle relation. It wasn't banker, it was curse breaker for Green Gods. Sure. Banker-ish. I think a healer. I would choose the banker one. I would choose, yeah, Curse Breaker for Green Gods. If Aura was on the list, I would choose Aura, but that was not on the list. I do not want to be Muggle Relations. No. I don't like that anyways. Absolutely not. You deal with a lot of Karens, probably, in that job. This scene is amazing because Mika is, God, is she fucking amazing in Oh that my scene. god. While she's at Yeah, but she's like, down. also, why is that bitch there? She's not in everybody else's, because are there other meetings that are happening with the other heads of houses? Right? She had to be she's, there No, she for just Harry's. wants to fuck with Harry because yeah. she's the yeah. worst. Oh my god, we'll just be like, Her if this is the last backs. fucking thing I ever do, 
you're gonna be in horror. Her <laughs> clapbacks are so good. Even just the Bring sarcasm the exam of, with a competent you... teacher. Right. Oh my god, that because I was listening to the audiobook earlier just to kind of re- refresh myself, and I forgot about that line, and my jaw dropped oh, when she said it. But even just the sarcasm of "Would you like a cough drop?" Because obviously she knows this is what she does. This is how she interrupts. She, right, oh. and she is just like, "Nope, I'm not going to acknowledge it." And you know she's not doing this with her students either. Micah handles her so swell. I almost would have liked her to be like, "Oh, so what career do you recommend?" What would Umbridge say to that? Right. She would just be like, "Well, he's going to be in prison." You know, that's probably what she'd say. Right. Well, okay. Then why are we having this conversation? Why are you taking your time in my meeting yeah. if that's what you? Why are you wasting that? everyone's time and interrupting me? Yeah. 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 We did skip over the moment of Snape. That's what I was just going to say. <sighs> yes. Well, not only that, but it's that Draco ruins the potion, knocks it over. No, Snape knocked it over. Snape knocks it over. He oh, just he says does? Malfoy, like Harry heard oh, Malfoy, Malfoy laugh. Just laughed. Yeah, no, Snape Malfoy knocks laughed it at it. I Harry it turned around and up, it was dude. on the ground broken. Oh, I misread so, it. That yeah. was Draco did yeah. it. No, and so then Hermione was... vanished it. Again, mind your own business, Hermione. Even if it was Kinda. nice trying to be I nice. mean, you know, again, I don't want to really hold that much against her. But yeah, also... Where's the to... undo button? Right? I was thinking that when I read like, this. Like, okay, you clean it up. Control yeah. Z. Absolutely. Where's Absolutely. that? Control Z. If that is a possible spell, they need that. Absolutely. <laughs> that and is a very important thing, spell. Yes, she was meaning good there, but I think because she is butting so much into Harry's business, it was even more apparent this time. So yes, thank you for bringing that up. Um, also, yeah. I think Control Z would be a great counter jinx. Oh my god! Yeah. Like someone jinx you, your or nose like, like it's super big. Control Z! Reverse card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the another reverse, one. It's the reverse card. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. Shut up. Ooh, Jeez. we got another robot. Look at these fucking robots. Oh, these robots always interrupting us no matter where we are. <laughs> that was another Snape should not be a teacher moment. Yeah. Like I don't care if you have a grudge against this kid and that you're mad at him. You do not do that yeah. as a teacher. How does he get zero marks if it's your fault that it's broken? He nope. turned it in. I mean, that's exactly what we were just talking about. And like yeah. these teachers holding grudges and then it directly impacting their trajectory. Yeah. So I forgot about this exchange between McGonagall and Umbitch. After her like first disruption, when Umbitch says, I was just wondering whether Mr. Potter has quite the temperament for an auror. Were you? Said Mickey. And then she just moves she on. Just like, yeah. Just like, oh, that's nice. Okay, anyways, as I was saying. Yeah. And she just continues talking to Harry despite what she says. Like, it is wonderful. Oh my god. Bye. Did you not understand my note? Yes, I understood it, bitch. Anyways, the way the argument just heats up and ends with her just being like, Harry, I will make sure that you become an horror if it's the last thing I do. It is actually a thing that when you find out post-series that Harry becomes an horror, that makes me so happy. Now the juxtaposition of this with what happens at the end of the chapter, not before the Weasleys, uh, you need to go talk to Sirius... We got this plan so that you can use Umbridge's fire. Mm-hmm. This makes me feel fucking tense as shit. Very much so. Oh yeah, and it's I very intense. That that's why I said it had that feeling of like the big journey at the end of each book. Like I do think that Hermione's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Hermione's, war- yeah, her warning, her aversion to it is justified. Yeah. Absolutely. Because she's right. She was like, Dumbledore did what he did to ensure that you yeah. stayed at this school. And if you do this and get caught... 
that was for right. nothing. And yeah. honestly, I touched on it earlier, it doesn't feel like the payoff is worth the risk. Because it's literally it's just not, so he can... Yeah, I mean, I, he needs it. I get it. But it's a heartbreaking thing. I think that's why it hurts so much that there really isn't closure. He needs to talk to them about it for himself, and then it's literally them being like, I mean, that's just what 15 we were assholes. boys yeah. do. You know, they're like, oh, but he grew up and he was better and he and Lily fell in love or whatever. I don't know that Harry knows what he needs from it. It's one of those things where, like, the payoff isn't quite worth it. Thank God that yeah. it was successful. It sucks. Like, I, it's it's just kind of a very sad ending to the chapter, even though you're like, fuck yeah, friend George, you guys are awesome. It's yeah. disappointing. It's all for not. It's a very real moment that isn't satisfying. I think. What are you going to expect them to say? We made mistakes when we were younger. Everybody does that. And even, you know, I did say earlier, Harry has been through a lot, but Harry, look what you're doing right now. This is kind of an idiot move. Absolutely an idiot move. I think Harry's hit such a level of desperation, which is why at the end of the book, it's like even more devastating because it's even more desperate and you don't think that it can get more desperate than this kind of moment. Yeah. And of course, um, this interrupted my Filch. Thank God it's only Filch. Right. But it's Filch being like, Thank oh. God for an invisibility cloak. Right. Oh, for real. Thank God for that knife, too. I didn't know what that does, what the knife was supposed to do. He gives it to him in the fourth book. Yeah. Mm. It's just like mentioned that, you know, because they don't go home because they're the Oval. And it's just like, you know, it's an enlisting of Harry's mm. presence. He got a knife, but I don't think it said then that it can unlock it. Right? It does. It but oh. again, it's right. thrown in so haphazardly. Like, yeah. why the fuck would you remember it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And of course, Filch is looking for some permission to permission whip to whip children or something. Douchebag, piece of shit. Luckily, Harry does get out of there pretty quick, and he gets to witness epic. Oh yes. yes! Now this is where the swamp comes up. Hell yeah! Swamp pass. Swamp pass. Swamp hall. <laughs> what did you say? It's a swamp hall. A swamp hall. Oh, <laughs> I just heard. Swampal. Uh, yeah, I thought you were trying to say it in a different swampal. 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 So now this made sense. I was like, wait, why did they do this? We we talked about the swamp in the ocean episode. Yes, we did. And I was like, what the fuck like, are you swamp? talking about? Because it's not in the movie. Yeah. It fucks everything up. Yeah. Because of course there it's the fireworks. They combined everything. So it's the swamp. They're cornered by Umbridge or. I'm sorry, they're cornered by the chode lady. And at first, the way that it sounds is like that she's got them and they're kind of nervous, but then it very quickly breaks out of that as they're like, we're not scared, we know exactly what's about to happen. They Akio their brooms. They sure do. Like, they are... Why don't they, they do that earlier? I mean, this I is mean, badass, yeah. but... Because right. like, they also... weren't leaving yet, and so they were just going to come get their brooms taken away from them again, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were trying to do it like sneakily before that wouldn't have been the way to do it because it's gonna mm-hmm. it caused chaos yeah. of the birds coming to them. At this moment, they don't care if it causes chaos. They're like, yes, it's more exactly chaos. What they want. Yeah. That's what I want. I also didn't realize that Aki was really that powerful because man, those things mm-hmm. bashed through that door. Hell yeah. Because it was chained, wasn't yeah. it? You mm-hmm. have to mean it, man. And they must have been some yeah. powerful as fuck Akios. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly, same. I'm leaving. All my magic would be so fucking powerful. Yeah. Hell away from her. Put all your energy into that. Now they do say, and I think it's in the next chapter, that Harry's room was moved to the dungeon and was uh, guarded by a troll. I'm like, bitch, Harry already took care of that in his first year. Right. You think that's gonna right. fix oh, it? Oh, oh no, a troll. I think <laughs> let me stick my this. wand up its nose. Right. Yeah. 
You got like a potion puzzle in front of you, right? Too. Some uh, devil snare, some keys. Ah, this is where the mirror of Eris said this move too. Thanks, <laughs> pink chode lady. <laughs> this ends so great with them busting out of there, and they even are like, "Peeves, fuck it up." And Peeves is like, "Yes, sir. right." And I'm like, "Yes!" Ugh. And just everyone is applauding. Like it's like she loses all control. Previous chapters, she was like, "I'm gonna get rid of that Peeves," and Peeves is like, "Oh, really, bitch." Is that what you think? It's like first okay. Rhea Skeeter and now Peeves. It's pretty fantastic. Well, and you had said, I think, in the last chapter, like, this is where things are just starting to fall apart for her. This is a huge, oh, this huge is L for catalyst, her. Because yeah. we'll get into it more at the beginning of the next chapter because it's great. It definitely is a chapter that ends on a wonderful note. I do wonder how long Fred and George <clears throat> had been planning that. It's got to be for a while. Months, I would say. I wonder if they found out, oh, Harry needs to do this thing. We need a distraction. Is it time? Is this... Yeah, like, that they've been all year being like, we have to find the right time. And they... Also, like, good on them. They obviously did that for themselves, but they did that for Harry. Mm -hmm. I've said this, I think, once or twice before. I think that it's kind of lost on people, the friendship that Harry has with Fred and George. Mm -hmm. It's not that people don't recognize it. It's just, it's so not in a forefront, but like... Yeah, I mean, they also, Harry gave them the money to start Right, Harry gave them the money. I love it, and I love that Fred and George do this for him, and I love Fred and George. Get the fuck out. And they, like, break family tradition, and no, they didn't finish out Hogwarts. Does it matter? It absolutely doesn't. I don't mean, they don't need those newts. They don't give a shit. We have talked about the theme of not needing to live up to your parents' expectations a lot. Especially with the Weasleys. Sure, they were gifted this money, but... I think that they would have figured it out. They're working their way through. I don't know how much property is in wizarding money, but a thousand galleons can't be that much. I can't imagine that it's equivalent to hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they've been doing their research. They've been working. They've been selling their skiving snack boxes. Harry's money is a startup, and that's an investment that he gave to them that now, like, they were able to use it to to grow. I think that they would have definitely been able to pull it together and they would have the premises maybe not as early. They're resourceful. I mean, if they can create this giant swamp out of nowhere. They're very talented yeah. wizards. It's enough for Flitwick to put it on a pedestal. Yeah, Flitwick. Okay, Flitwick. Like, they're able to create these swamps and make it literally impossible for anyone except themselves to remove it. <laughs> yeah. And Flitwick could be like, no... I can't do that, even though he can. Applause. Applause! They, they leave to uproarious applause that they have fucking earned. And I just like the idea of them flying off into the sunset. So yeah. now also we know how to get in and out of Hogwarts is also you can fly a broom. <laughs> That's <laughs> true! Hermione's not in Hogwarts history! Right, Hermione? <laughs> you can't apparate, but I guess you can fly brooms. <laughs> This game that we did at some point, it might have been a Patreon thing. Dot is here to join us. Hi, Dot, baby. Dot is a cat for those of you. Hey, Dot Burr. And see, she spoke. She's very talkative. We're going to play one word at a time. Oh, fuck. It's been a minute since we've done this. Uh, and I'm like, this is a fun trio to do this with. Uh, um, now, I know this is a bit of a precursor, but it's coming up, so we're going to do this now. One word at a time. The story of Umbridge. Ooh. Who would like to begin? I'll begin. Okay. There. Once. Was. A. Dumb. Bitch. Named. Umbitch. And. She. Liked. Power. And sex with house elves. Boop! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Gee. 
went AWOL. Fudge Packer watched as she tore those children. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Are we talking about detention? I mean, what are we talking about? You're next. Uh, <laughs> hard. Wait, is that the start of a new sentence? No, she tore those students up hard. Well, she tore those children up hard. <laughs> are the children referring to the household? I'm whatever she wants. She tore them up. Right? Uh, let's say that's the house elves. Um, bitch. Shrieked. Aggressively. That. Dobby. Could not suck well. <laughs> this is how Harry Potter erotica is made. <laughs> no, this, this, is, this is exactly where we're on a good track here. Let's keep going. Grops. <gasps> angry sex. Grops equals sign angry sex. Yes. No, you said like. No, I said. What did I say? She said grops, you said like. Angry. Or no, grops, ang. Oh. Damn it. In my head, it was grops like angry sex. sex. Yeah. I mean, okay. I was like, Grops, angry. Oh, you were saying like, Grops with an apostrophe S. I was th thinking like, the Grops. I know I was too, but that's okay. That's why we do it this way. No, like, Grops, angry, like Hulk smash. Whoa, oh, oh, yes. Angry. Okay, I like Grops, that. angry, period. Sex. There we go. Is. Bad. With. A bitch. And. Grops. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So the trajectory of that story <laughs> is that she was like, I love fucking these house elves. Ooh, a big house elf. And Grops was like, no, bitch. Smash. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> it's a beautiful story. Way more than she deserves. Yeah, she had sex with all those house elves <laughs> for free. Those poor house elves. Hermione's making them hats. I feel like that you need a lot more than hats to therapy. do with that. I mean, no one's getting therapy in this world. If they just had sex, she'd be like, here's a sock to clean yourself up. And then they'd be like, oh, I'm free. That's true. They would probably be more apt to accept those socks. Right? Yeah. Hermione, you're... Oh, I can get out of here. Get away from this pink chode lady. <laughs> so anyway, this movie? Yes. Yeah, we have given up. We've given up. I don't think there's a lot in here. There isn't. You can tell we did not watch this portion. Right. We've seen this movie. Yeah. Obviously. You know, Harry sees Snape's worst memory and then just has to live with the fact that his dad's a dick. Doesn't try to talk to anyone. Mm. He doesn't get to have his career advice. I, we don't get to have there epic G stuff. Yeah. I don't remember if there was a discussion of not taking acclimacy lessons anymore. Like if Hermione griped him about that in the movies. I don't think so. I don't think there well, is. The or, last time we couldn't even find that scene. Yeah. Right. It's such a mess. So there's no discussion of the career advice. Like the yeah. careers is not a conversation. Mm -hmm. in the movie. Which I mean, I get it. I get that. I do too. I would. I just want the scene between those between two women. Umbridge and like yeah. those two actresses are perfection. Yes. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine the lesson we would all just get watching them do that scene? Mm -hmm. uh, oh now, my god, would have been so good. It's great. It's a great scene, but it doesn't live up to this is when they are on the stairs. And we've already talked about that previously. Yeah. So we do at least get that, but this is like bad fucking ass. Yeah, yeah. I love it so much. But we do at least get, I mean, it's not amazing, but we do get to see the twins leave. Right. That's a different it's, point it's in the fucking good... movie. Right. Of it's course. a good, yeah, they, they kind of jumped ahead to the OW, or 
Oh. Yeah, is it Grops first in the movie? No, we haven't gotten to Grops yet. So <laughs> they're at the Owls, and that's when the fireworks happen. Right, that's when they but in the movie, out. had Grop happened by the time they yes. get to the Owls? No. No? Uh, fuck this movie. I do think we watch it between these two episodes, just to make sure. Yeah. But like, I'm pretty sure that Grops has not happened yet. I honestly don't like this movie, it's so frustrating. But the Weasley's leaving looks pretty cool. I like it their, does. I, like I very w. much enjoy the um, bitch being chased out by uh, the firework dragon. I do like firework mm-hmm. dragon. Mm-hmm. Which we awesome. mentioned last time because fireworks happened and they're still here. And then they leave, you know, in the book. Yeah, right. and actually at this point, this is where then Harry has, like, a scar issue. Grops has to have happened already at this point, because in the movie it's Fred and George leave, and then Harry immediately passes out and has that vision of Sirius And then he's like, tortured. we gotta go. Oh, yeah, and that's when he's like, we gotta go. So we'll, Grops... We'll yeah. do some research here in a moment. And Guys, maybe we'll have a this movie corner. can kiss my <laughs> ass. Yeah. Here's the thing, I love this movie as a movie. As a movie, it's a great movie. I think it's one of the best but as an individual movie. The acting in this movie, everyone is on. on I will game. say, I love the shot of after the fireworks happen, all of Umbitch's stupid rules that are plastered all over the wall oh, shatter like and like fall. fall. Oh, it's yeah. so cool. Love I like that. that too. I will say, both of you know I've had this conversation. This book really is turning out to be my least favorite of the books. Same. But I do think, as of right now, I like this better than the fourth movie. Because the fourth movie just really I love this movie. The fourth movie is one of my least favorite movies. Yeah, yeah the yeah. fourth movie is, I think, my least favorite movie. It's my second least favorite. So we'll see how things go with the rest of the movie. Let's talk about some points. Okay. Starting with positive points. 50 to McGuh. Duh. Stunned and up to the chode. McDuh. Uh, McDuh. I like <laughs> it. 30 to Fred and George. Sure. For the swamp ass. 10 to Ron. I'm trying to figure out why. Why do you have time to run? Ron doesn't do much in this chapter. Just for feeling okay. There was some reason I was like, ten to run. Ten to run. Why not? Okay. And then five to Peeves. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. Right. Because Peeves is like... Peeves does deserve points here. Like, I got you, twins. Negative points. Okay, I have a correction because I did read it as Draco broke the potion and then Snape was like, fine, you get failed. So originally I gave Snape negative 10 and Draco negative 15. I'm just going to, Draco doesn't get any removed and Snape gets 25 removed because it's him and, you know, so I'm going to add those. He's a teacher. Yeah. So negative 25 to Snape, negative 15 to Filch because he's like, I get to whip children. Very problematic. Yep. This is maybe a little controversial. I am taking 20 away from Hermione because I think she is a little bit too overbearing. And then negative 75 from Pink Chode Lady. You may know this. I don't quite remember the first time I said this, but she gets a minimum of 50 taken away. So this is 25 extra. It's not her worst moment. She still is horrid. She's not, it's not like negative 100 yeah. or something, which has kind of become the standard. The next time we're going to do um, chapter 30. And what's that chapter name called? The Grops! <laughs> just just Grop. Grop. But the no, Grops. No, it's always called the, the Grops. grops. To us. It is the Grops. Mm-hmm. And Chad. If you don't know why, listen to the 100th episode. Yeah. If you made it here without listening to the 100th episode. That's I mean, the 100th episode doing. is very stimulating, like, overstimulating, <laughs> so maybe yeah. you're like, I it's can't. <laughs> but also, thank you, Chad, for creating this moment that will always and forever be a part of this podcast. Yeah, right. This is your episode. Yeah. <laughs> so. This one, well, next one's for you, Chad. Yeah, yeah. this isn't your episode. No. I mean, Chad's not listening to This is to my it. episode. This is Brian's episode? Yeah. Cue and Brian's it- theme music. <laughs>
Olivia, Olivia tell Chad to listen to the next week. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!